Welcome to Political Perspectives. I'm Karen Edison. And I'm Keith Edison. I'm the interim vice chair of the Lee County Democratic Party. And I'm the legislative liaison for what goes on up on Tallahassee. <laughs> We're here today to catch up on three of the bills moving through the Florida legislature. We thought you'd be interested to know. We're going to talk about the Protecting Monuments and Memorials Bill. And we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about the complaints against law enforcement officers and corrections officers. Mm -hmm. And the voting systems, uh, the computers and machines. And at the very end, we're going to leave the good news for last. And that's... Uh, there is a bill that has been sponsored by the Democrats that is slowly moving through the process that has to deal with artificial intelligence and political ads. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to talk first about the Protecting Memorials and Monuments Bill. Well, that bill is House Bill 395, and it has uh, passed the State Affairs Committee. What that bill does is it prohibits a municipality uh, or any political subdivision of the state from altering, removing, destroying, or anything to a monument that's been erected in the state of Florida. So if you have a a monument in your or a statue in your community and the community has made a decision that they don't want to have that statue anymore right now you would have a process you can remove the statue but this bill is going to say no tallahassee has a better idea they know better than the local people what they want to have in their communities and this bill actually prohibits the, the removal of the memorials or the monuments across the state but does it also preclude from adding, say, a historical perspective plaque to it? Well, it, it says it altering it in any way. So it oh. depends on how you want to read it. Um, they, want, they, they want to leave the statues up there that you know, some people find offensive. Uh, statues to Civil War, uh, Southern Civil War. Uh, soldiers, uh, the most, the most traitors common, to the country. The, the most common would be, you know, Robert E. Lee. Uh, that statue of Lee across the country has had has been taken down in many places, and this bill would preclude a municipality or a county from taking down any statue, any historic monument anywhere in the state of Florida. Even if the community paid to erect it, they are no longer allowed to take it down or amend it, or even put it in a museum where. Nope. It might belong. <laughs> nope. And if and if something, if there was a construction project somewhere that they had to temporarily move the move it, or if something happened to where it was located, they have to be, replace it back in a, as close to the original position as it was before either the project or before something happened to the property, whatever. They have to re return it back to its original location or as close to it as they can get it. So monuments and memorials out in the public are an honorific statement and leaving them there puts these traitors to the, to the union uh, that fought at the Civil War in an honorific position. Rather than put them in a museum where we can learn from our past, is that what the objection is? Well, well the legislature clearly wants to make sure that, that doesn't happen, that they don't get removed. Hmm. Um, and one of the issues is, you know, a lot of these monuments, most of these monuments, the vast majority of these were erected long after the Civil War ended. Mm -hmm. And it, they were erected 
along with a movement of uh, trying to resurrect the cause and making it about states' rights as opposed to the Civil War about states' rights. And these monuments and memorials were, were built in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s at the height of some of the most contentious race relations in the country. Uh, and in, in Florida certainly has had a long history of this uh, over the years. And these monuments now, according to the legislature, need to stay because they are historically significant. And uh, they actually use language like the factual history belongs to all Floridians and future generations. Of course, their idea of the factual uh, history, uh, we know what that is all about when we, we think about what they're doing for teaching history in school. So. Right, right. They want to preserve certain portions of history, but not all portions of yeah. history. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the complaints against law enforcement and correction officers. Well, that bill has actually passed the House and is on to the Senate. It is a bill that it, it precludes a municipality, it precludes a county from establishing a citizens review board or a citizens oversight review board when it comes to investigations of complaints against police officers and our corrections officers. And the real problem here is that uh, communities that have an issue of transparency, that have a history of an issue of lack of transparency, where things happen in, inside the police station when they close the, close the doors, drew the curtains closed, and they would cuddle up and come back and tell the community, everything's just fine here. Uh, and it's the kind of environment that is ripe for creating distrust between the community and the uh, police department. And as a retired chief, I know that the most critical thing that, that there is, is trust between the community and the police department. You know, we get our, our authority comes from the governed. People need to understand and believe that the actions of the police department are just, that the actions of the police department are based upon the, the policies and procedures. And the, oddly enough, this bill does say, well, we can have a citizen's review board of the policies. We just can't have a, a citizen's review board to see if they actually follow the policies. Huh. And that's the problem. I mean, no one has a policy that says, well, uh, during a traffic stop, the police officers can, you know, beat the, beat the, you know, the driver with their, with their flashlight. No one has that policy. You know what? No one does. But what happens is you need to have, make sure that the policies are followed. So the policy might require this specific kind of conduct by the police officer. But if that conduct is alleged to have been violated, the community needs to know what happened. The community needs to know that the police department thoroughly investigated it and took the appropriate action. And they can't do that if all of this happens behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So a citizens review board or an overwrite oversight panel, they have, they're the eyes and ears of the community within that process. The officers still have all their rights. None of the officers' bill of rights are being challenged currently right now. And the bill not only prohibits this in the future, it actually abolishes existing oversight, community oversight panels in any municipality or any county that they exist right now in the state of Florida. And it's passed the House, it's on to the Senate, uh, and it's a, an example of governance that really doesn't take into the, the, the citizenry with any kind of respect or any kind of obligation to, to be open and, and transparent. The legislature has the other things. I mean, they, they created uh, new laws uh, for the governor that his travel logs 
would be not open to the public. And that was before something that was open to the public. You know, Florida had, you know, the sunshine law, you know, shining a light onto the activities of government and that people had the right to find out what's going on. And, you know, slowly but surely, this legislature, this GOP control of the legislature has been eroding that sunshine law. And this is just another example. It's taking like a citizen's, a, a city's ability to have citizen review and oversight and just abolishing it. And as, these last two bills we discussed seem to go against what Republicans often say that they want to have local control and they don't want to follow federal governance. So when it comes to state governance, when the counties want to have local control, oh, no, 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 we have to have state control. And, and it, it's been a, an ongoing issue, Robin. Over the last several years, there's been numerous bills that have been passed by the legislature and signed by the governor that have taken away the rights of municipalities and counties to do things on their own, uh, you know, statewide prohibiting of masks, even though some county might have an issue where they want to have a mask. Nope, can't have masks in school, can't have that. You know, the legislature has and the governor have gone after uh, local uh, control to a significant degree. And this is just another example right here. Okay. So the third part, the third bill we wanna talk about is the voting system issue. Uh, we have the option to vote by mail and use counting machines and ballot machines, but- But the, the Republicans have proposed, the legislature has in it, uh, Bill, it's HB 359. If you wanted to go look at it, they could take a peek. That prohibits certain voting systems. And they call it voting systems is the name of it on the bill. <laughs> and it so it prohibits the use of any voting system that has any materials uh, that weren't manufactured in the United States or it, it has materials. On, it requires the materials are made available to the public on websites, on open source, which lessens the security of the systems. So they, they're basically saying that they're attacking the voting systems, which for all that's been said and done in, across the country and in Florida and everywhere they go, there's been, you know, these systems have not been compromised. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to believe that, but they're, they're still pushing that agenda. They're still pushing that narrative that the voting systems can't be trusted. Now, these are the same machines that elected Ron DeSantis last in 2022, and then the same machines that in 2022, when the Republican GOP, you know, had significant gains in the legislature and the Senate, those are the same machines. But now, all this, you know, now we can't have the machines. Mm -hmm. um, and at one point, one of the aspects of it is that the hand count ballots, um, <laughs> which is going to be an extraordinary expense. It's, it's unnecessary. There hasn't been voter fraud in Florida to, to justify anything like this. And buried deep within this bill, as you read down through the, 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 the numerous chapters and paragraphs, you get down to, oh, and by the way, uh, we're going to have to vote by mail as well. Now for absentee ballots, it's going uh, back to a long, quite, quite a while ago where you have to either be absent from the state, disabled, or have, or have some significant reason as to why you can't vote. And just the fact that you want to vote by mail will no longer qualify you to be eligible. You have to meet all these criteria. And it's again, it's a, it is an attack on voting. It's an attack on voting access. It's going to make the system more difficult. And who doesn't want to do that? Uh, the Democrats don't want to do that. The Democrats believe that is 
that everyone should vote, get everybody out there voting, make voting as simple as possible, as easy and accessible as possible. Now you have to be eligible to vote. No one's, mm -hmm. no one is suggesting otherwise, but if you're eligible to vote, it should be made easy for you to do that. This bill uh, in, in many ways is, is looking to make it much more difficult. And that's what, that's, that's them. That, that's the GOP super majority in the house uh, and in the state legislature rather and in the state Senate. And the governor's only too happy to sign these bills. Mm. Now they, they make that sound like it's a great idea to have all the parts made in America. But we know that there can be domestic terrorism equally as there could be international terrorism on machines. Now, the machines we have are working just fine. And they want us to get a whole new set of machinery based they, on... They, they don't even get into that. They just make this blanket statement that you can't use a voting machine unless its, it's, it's components are, are made here in the United States. And they're coming. Those chips yeah. are coming, but... But if, if, if the machines are already here, counties have already paid millions of dollars and, for them. And they're working and, and there hasn't been fraud and there's been no issue to be worried about it. <sighs> but they still fan the flames and they just, it, it, they're, they're pushing the agenda of voter fraud. They're pushing the agenda of people voting who shouldn't be voting. And there's no evidence of it. There's no proof of it. It hasn't been happening. But mm -hmm. they're still, still out there making that narrative work for them. Right, right. Now, we do have some good news, and we're hoping this bill actually does go through. So you could call your representatives and encourage them. This is the artificial intelligence generated political ad that if there is artificial intelligence in the political ad, they have to publicize that. It's a disclosure. Especially, and it, it, it's a really well-crafted bill uh, in looking at it. it it says that if they if a political ad uses artificial intelligence and it's and that ad is used to make the opposition look bad, it's made to look as though they said something they didn't say, mm -hmm. or were someplace where they weren't, or anything that isn't factual about it, um, then that's that's going to be that's going to be prohibited. And it talks about having to have disclaimer. Actually, prohibited. They have to have a disclaimer across the screen telling everybody that this is an artificially generated ad. It's not real. We, you know, it's it's something we just created to make someone look bad. But the threat of this is great. That the artificial intelligence that's out there today, and the ability to make it seem as though someone said something they didn't say, mm -hmm. somebody was at a location where they weren't, and the disinformation threat that's out there because of that is significant. And I don't know anyone who thinks it's a good idea to have that kind of disinformation out there. Uh, both sides claim to be victims of it, but here's a bill that would satisfy that. That if there's an ad put up, put out, and they have used artificial intelligence to alter it, then that, that has to be indicated across. And if it's, if it's, no matter what kind of media it is, if it's in print, it has to be across the ad. If it's on, on online, it has to be a banner or some type across the bottom of, of the page. So, it's a bill that's out there. It would actually improve things, uh, improve people's understanding of what's a, what's a factual ad, what is not a factual ad, what actually did happen, what didn't happen, and it would reduce the level of disinformation. So, mm -hmm. so it's House Bill 919-919. If you have a chance to speak to your representatives and, and or your state senators, by all means, you should, I think, uh, 
tell them that this is one that they would deserve their vote, unlike some of the other ones they have. <laughs> now, we are pressed for time because the legislative session ends pretty soon. It ends on March 8th. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's, the rest, there's basically another uh, two weeks to go. And the last week is oftentimes uh, consumed with the budget. But it's also a time when bills can get slipped in at the last minute that have really been sitting idle and think, think people thinking, we don't have to worry about this, but you know, oh yes you do. <laughs> so every bill is important. Every bill out there is uh, a bill that could be passed. Mm -hmm. And regardless of whether it appears it has support or not, things happen and we all need to be aware of what's out there and basically stay informed and contact your, your state senators and contact your legislative members. Mm -hmm. Like we've said before, if you like this legislation, keep voting for these people. If you would rather have better legislation, we have better candidates for you. So do vote, uh, stay in touch, be informed. If there's anything more that you would like to know about these bills, please let us know and we will address them. So thank you for joining us at Political Perspectives. I'm Karen Edison. And I'm Keith Edison and stay informed. Thanks for joining us.